Hello, and welcome back to Creepypodsta Local Legends. I'm Jeff Kowalski. If this is your first time tuning into Creepypodsta, just know, this isn't the usual format. Normally, I'll have two guests on to discuss a work of horror from the internet, usually of a virally distributed nature, and we'll analyze and discuss it uh, as we would a piece of literature. Last week and this week, and for at least two more weeks beyond this, though, I've decided to change things up a little bit. I'm interviewing friends of the show, past guests, listeners, about their experiences with urban legends, local paranormal activity, that sort of thing. Today's episode, however, involves a more personal encounter. A reminder, this is someone's story, and is their own subjective experience. So please, if you don't believe in the supernatural, suspend your disbelief and just enjoy the story. And if you do believe in the supernatural, well, this one's probably for you. Please enjoy this week's episode of Creepypodsta Local Legends. For this episode, I interviewed past guest Turner Doham. He told me the story of how when he was a child, he encountered an apparition that appeared to him like an image of his deceased grandfather. I'll let Turner tell you about his grandfather, nicknamed Potts, now. My name is Turner Dohan, and I grew up in Simi Valley, California. I more say that I'm California as opposed to Simi Valley, I guess, but, you know, California's got its own little uh, lifestyle. Tell me a little bit about your grandfather and your relationship with him as a child in life first. So, as a child, he was... He was like my buddy, and it was funny because before I blossomed into the world, he would say, oh, I'm going to need to find a hobby, you know, like my my grandma, his wife is going to be too preoccupied with a kid, like he's going to be just completely bored, he's going to have to take up wood shop or whatever. But then when I began my existence, he just completely fell in love with me and like just wholly try to hang out with me as much as he could and he's very very kind and the weirdest thing is i have this uh i have this memory of me as a kid playing with a with a truck 
that I had and I had it at my grandma's house or whatever and I accidentally broke the truck and I was I was hiding it and I hid it in my grandma's bed thinking that that was a good spot to hide it but it wasn't um, but my grandpa found it and he's like oh your secret's safe with me I got you so I don't know it's, it's always been like a it was always a good very kind uh, relationship I had with them and which parent's father is this grandfather? So it's interesting. Both of my parents' parents got divorced and remarried. So I have four sets of grandparents. And so he is, he is my, my mother's mom's second husband. And what was his grandpa name? Was he like a Pop Pop or a Gramps or something? Potts. But his real name was Tom. P-O-T-S. Potts. And how old were you when he passed? I must have been... Five. Five and a half. Wow, very young. Mm-hmm. On one hand, it sucks to lose a grandparent that young. On the other hand, you're so young at that point that you don't have the capacity for the grief of someone who's like a teenager or older when they lose a loved one. Yeah, no, exactly. I actually think about that a lot, you know. I think it's... Uh, I mean, it's definitely... There's no preference but it's a lot uh, I feel like there's a kind of like this childhood rose tinted glasses that makes it so that you pretty much only see the good you know what I mean next I asked Turner to tell me about the spiritual encounter he came on the show to discuss alright so I was a wee lad of five years old it happened at my grandma's house and my grandma's house has had a few other kind of uh nothing that happened to me but a few other kind of spirit incidences and the meat of the story is i was sitting on a play swing you know like those old uh play swings where they had the little drop down that latched in uh, like the red and yellow place playset play swing. I was swinging on that, eating some Domino's pizza. And I look over to my left and I see my grandfather Potts kind of like working in the yard or like putting stuff into like yard waste into a yard bin and just kind of working. And it struck me as odd, but I didn't know why. And I went inside and I remember as I went inside, Jurassic Park 2 was playing uh, on the TV. And it was right at that scene where the little velociraptors are like running down the river. I remember that so vividly. You know how like, it's so weird how like stuff sticks in your head like that. But that was one of those things that stuck. So this happened whenever Jurassic Park was being played on AMC in the early 2000s or whatever anyway so i went inside and my mom and grandma were sitting around the table and i said oh i just saw grandpa they're like what what are you talking about and i said oh no i just saw grandpa he was working in the yard you know taking care of like some rubbish or whatever and they said well that's not possible because he's passed away and then i think about it in the sense of i can only imagine what my mom and grandmother are thinking as this child comes in it says that they've just seen like a deceased family member and how first of all default how weird and creepy kids are 
just existing, but then them doing something like that, I'm sure, is super unsettling. But the the thing that caught me the most off guard was uh, about seven years later, I went to this phase where I was looking through like old VHS tapes, of, like family videos or, you know, just uh, whatever was recorded on the camcorder or whatever. And I remember seeing seeing my grandfather in the same shirt. It was a striped blue, white and red shirt. And I saw him wearing that shirt and it kind of like jogged that memory again. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of like what he was doing when I saw him that time in the backyard. And I don't know, that always kind of stuck with me. And it's actually kind of changed my perception of the... Well, I guess not necessarily the afterlife, but of human existence in the sense that I feel like humans just exert like this weird kind of energy. And with so much of that energy is being input on the record that is time, that sometimes if the record needle skips, it plays you know like a past experience but then again that's that's me getting into the weeds and getting too hippy dippy with it but uh, that always kind of changed my perception of that stuff i asked turner if he considered his event to be personal definitive proof of the existence of an afterlife or the supernatural or if he remains skeptical and considers this a sort of one-time unexplained event I would say that for that for me, I mean, it's I feel like the term ghost gets ghost or spirit gets tossed around kind of loosely. I feel like there's a lot of different categories for it. Uh, my own personal experience, I I think that it solidified, uh, you know, like, OK, maybe it has made it so that I realize I have zero idea what's going on. And I think that that's healthy, you know, because I feel like so many people get stuck in these, I know exactly what's happening, but then you get like these jarring moments of, I don't have any idea what's going on. And I think that that's, you know, that's healthy for a human to experience every once in a while. Uh, As for me saying that there's definitive spirits, I don't think I can say anything definitively, but it's definitely pushed me on the side of a believer um, but again, I mean, I, I don't know if my story is going to convince anyone, but I, I think it's more of a personal basis. You know, if you see something you can't explain, then it's, it's up to you on how you interpret it. Finally, I asked Turner if he had any other random supernatural encounters that he wanted to share with the audience before we wrapped up our interview. Well, on the, on the local level... Simi Valley has a haunted park, apparently. Uh, It's the Sycamore Park. Uh, I actually like going to the park a lot. It's really pretty and it doesn't have a whole lot of light, so it's usually pretty dark and I like that. Um, But I've been there multiple times and I have not seen a single ghost. There's also supposed to be a white gorilla creature that haunts the park and will chase people out of it. Um, But I've had a friend that has seen a shadow that chased him out of the park. Um, but again, I don't know, if I were to see something like that, I would definitely freak out, but I haven't in a while, you know? 
Also, for those wondering, Turner's grandmother, Potts' widow, is doing just fine. Grandma's still kicking. She's got a new man. They're technically not married, so my grandma has a boyfriend, which is kind of funny to say. But no, yeah, she's she's good. And her new man is a is a farmer from Missouri. And I don't know, he's cool. He likes books, so that's how we get along. He is a historian fanatic where he can he can tell like battles and stories with exact dates and all that other stuff. It's always interesting to talk to him. And he's very, uh, I guess, kind of like colloquial about it where he will just be like, oh, you know, they're just palling around, but they're talking about, you know, the Civil War or something like that. I don't know. He's, he's a good uh, reference of uh, historical information, I guess. That's all for my interview with Turner and for this week's episode. If you would like to hear more of Turner, listen to his podcast, The Redemption Arc. Turner was also a past guest on Creepypod Stuff for two episodes. And I was a guest on Redemption Arc, where we discussed Return of the Living Dead Part 2. The music you're hearing now is a song called Lying on the Bridge, composed by past guest and friend of the show, John Began. You can find more of John Began at soundcloud.com slash jonathanbegan or at strangerstillshow.com. If you would like to support the show, please go to patreon.com slash jeffjk. Last month, I posted a full, unedited interview with Shane, our first Local Legends guest. I'm not sure if I will do the same for this one, but keep an eye out regardless. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Creepypodsta, or me on Twitter, J3FK. You can follow me on Instagram, JeffJK. You can join our Facebook group, Creepypodsta Fan Group. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening, and please, let me know if you've enjoyed this episode. I know it's different from what we usually do, but I'd really appreciate it if you'd share it with someone who doesn't listen to the show. Thank you, and goodbye.